Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. So as it was said, uh, Pastor B's not here this week. Um, they went to Colorado, so be in prayer for them as they make their way back. <clears throat> so the, the beginning of that message, um, yeah, I, I shared what my message title was going to be with Pastor B, The Scope of Grace. But I never told him what the actual message was about, which, you know, he, he pretty much trusts us when we come up here on stage to come with a message from God and we pray about it and all that stuff. Um, the beginning of that 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 video right there where it was showing all the, the sins, the failures, the regrets, and all that. That's really what I was focusing on today with my message. So it's, you know, it's just crazy how the Holy Spirit works like that, where I can be preparing for a message. He doesn't know anything about it, yet he brings up a video that's, that's just perfect for that message. Um, I, I was telling somebody earlier, I, I really didn't want to bring this message. Um, God put it on my heart to do so, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. Um, I'm not one to really want to get on stage and speak on the negative aspects of how Christians act, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm more of a positive person. I always try to look at the bright side of everything, stay positive, keep pushing forward, that type of stuff. Um, but recently, I've seen a lot on, well, let me start over. So the world, the world pushes a negative viewpoint, plain and simple. And if you don't believe it, I mean, you can go to any news station, any social media outlet, any content creator platform. I mean, it's just right now, especially, there's a, there's a constant atmosphere of negativity. Um, everybody's talking about something that is in a negative fashion or a negative form. And, I mean, you, you can't turn on the TV without seeing some form of negativity broadcast telling you everything's basically going to crap really quick, right? So, and I mean... The problem that I'm seeing right now is, so we, we are supposed to represent Jesus Christ, right? And Jesus Christ is a representation of hope in itself. He is grace. He is hope. He is forgiveness. He's the one that, that allows us to have all that. And what I'm seeing is, is Christians everywhere, and it's not everybody, but I'll get to that in a minute as well. But Christians all over Facebook, all over Snapchat, social media, Twitter, um, YouTube. I mean, it doesn't matter what outlet you go to. You can see comments of negativity from Christians. And like, again, like I said, we're supposed to be the hope, right? So I, recently I saw a post, uh, and it was a video. I'm not, I'm not going to say any names but it was a pastor on stage speaking to his congregation, and he literally stated from that stage that if you voted a certain way, he did not want you in his church. So, you know, it, the, the way you vote is now dependent upon how much grace you're given, right? Like, so grace isn't sufficient for some as long as you vote a certain way, right? That, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. You know, this, this gentleman has a church full of people seeking God, seeking hope, seeking love, seeking forgiveness, seeking salvation, right? And let's say somebody had walked in that morning not knowing God, not knowing Jesus, and had voted this certain way that he spoke of. Now they're, they're walking away from God. Because they, the perception is that's Christianity, 
right there, right? And this is a very popular pastor, which is the only reason I saw it, because it was all over social media, YouTube, everywhere. So this is a, a person that is reaching probably millions of people, and there's millions of people out there who don't know Christianity, who see this video, who don't know Jesus, who don't know God, who, don't, who are not saved, who are now walking away from Christianity, or at least have a negative perception of Christianity. Because the, the cold hard fact is, especially with access and internet and social media the way it is, perception is one person can qualify everyone, right? So like we lump entire groups of communities together based on the actions of few. Plain and simple. And I'm not going to get into that too much because that basically goes down a whole political spectrum of stuff I don't like talking about. But we're in an age right now where we like to lump everybody into a single group of people. You know, you got Republicans and Democrats and this one and that one and that, you know, and it, there's no individual thought process. Everybody is this group. Everybody is that group. Everybody is that group, right? So same thing goes for Christianity. So every time a Christian gets on Facebook or Snapchat or YouTube and makes a comment, or, you know, even, even if you're not a popular person, you have a group of friends, right? These people see your posts. They see what you're saying. Even if you're posting on a public forum, you, you put a comment in there, your friends see the comment. Even though they have nothing to do with that page or nothing, it comes across their news feed that you commented on this post and they get to see what you said, right? So when they see these negative comments and they see these negative aspects and they don't know Christianity, their perception is that's what Christians are like. They're, they're this negative person. They're putting people down. They're hating on people. And it's because we focus on sin instead of focusing on grace. So the, that's, that's the worldview that we're kind of giving into right now. And it's, it's easy to do because it's a, it's, a human, it's a human trait to focus on negativity. You know, I mean, before you really know Jesus, before you really know God and you have that relationship with him, it's very easy to focus on nonstop negativity, right? That's why there's, that's why there's so many people out there that are self-help professionals, right? They're, they're making millions on this because you have an inadvertent react, or ability to constantly focus on the negative aspects that happen to you in a daily life. And the more you focus on that negativity, the more you feel bad about it, and the more you seek some way of getting out of it. And until you find Jesus, you really don't. I don't care how much self-help you watch. Until you know Jesus Christ and you have a relationship with God, none of that's going to work for you. I mean, it may work for money. It may work for uh, fame, fortune, but it's not going to work psychologically. You know, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that are filthy rich, and then they take their own life. It's because the psychological aspect of it is you have no spiritual relationship with your maker. And money don't fix that. So right now what we're seeing, or at least what I'm seeing on social media outlets, is that we're focusing on everyone else's sins, right? And a lot of times we focus on other people's sins because we don't want ours to look so bad. I mean, we all sin. The Bible says we all sin. The Bible says we all sin daily, that we all fall short of the glory of God every day, right? So we, we like to focus on other people's sins because it doesn't make ours look as bad. Or at least we don't have to take a look at our own to make it look bad. But thankfully, the Bible says that we're saved by grace. So Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So I, I saw another post from a, a proclaimed Christian that said, 
you can reach perfection here on earth. You don't have to sin. That there are, you know, you, you, if you have a strong enough relationship with God that you won't sin. Yes and no, really? I mean, to say that in itself is wrong. Because, yeah, I mean, as you become closer to God, you will sin less. You will not want to sin. You will feel bad about sinning when you do sin. Absolutely. But you're going to mess up. We're not perfect people. There was only one perfection, and that was Jesus Christ. And until we die and be right on the right-hand side of God, we're not going to be perfect. There's no perfection in this world. It's not going to happen. And until Jesus comes back, there won't be any perfection in this world. So we're not saved by the acts, right? Like, there's a lot of people out there who think they're really good people. They do good things for people. They help people. But you're not saved by that, right? You're saved by grace. So it doesn't matter how good you think you are. It doesn't matter all the, the good deeds that you've done. It doesn't matter how much you, you give in church. It doesn't matter how much you, you help someone. It doesn't matter how much you feed the homeless. None of that matters as much as knowing Jesus Christ because you will not be saved by any of those acts. You're only saved by grace, which is the gift of God, because God gave his only son to die for your sins. So when we focus on other people's sins, it's because we're trying not to focus on ours, right? We're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to put up this imperfect atmosphere, right? I mean, in social media, you know it, like people put filters on every picture they take. They, they only post the positive things that happen. So then you see these people that are posting, you see, oh, well, they're having such a good life and I'm over here struggling. Everyone's struggling. We just went through an epidemic or pandemic or whatever it was. We, two years of people dying, two, two years of people out of jobs, out of money, no, no food. Now we're going through food shortages. Gas is skyrocketing. Everybody's struggling, man. Everybody's struggling. They can put a perfect atmosphere out there on Facebook or social media or Twitter or any of that. It doesn't matter. It's not real. None of that's real. Because if you talk to any person around you, at your work, at home, your friends, your family, everybody's struggling. Everybody's struggling. So we can't focus on the, the perfection. And we, and we do a lot of that, especially with social media, because we don't want people to know that we're hurting. We don't want people to know that we're struggling, right? But we're not saved by these acts. We're not saved by a perfection. We're not, we're not saved by this perception of perfection. We're saved by Jesus Christ. So no way of good acting is going to save us. We are inadvertently, and sometimes even purposefully, placing a yoke on others that none of us are able to bear. Because we are viewing people through a scope of judgment. But thankfully, Jesus Christ, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I mean, it just says everything right there. When you find Jesus Christ, you can let go of that negativity. You can let go of that stress and anxiety. His yoke is light. His yoke is easy to bear. Because the world yoke is strangling us. It's, it's holding us down every single day. It's, it's trying to make you think of every negative fashion you can think of. It's trying to, you know, I mean, depression right now is skyrocketed, right? Depression, anxiety. I mean, I was told the other day that people can't even get into a psychiatrist. It's like a six-month wait to get into a psychiatrist. That's how bad mental health is right now in this country. You know, so it's, it's affecting literally everyone. So we have to come together, right? The problem is, so I'm, I'm, and I'm talking on scopes now, 
So there's many types of scopes that we use in life, right? We, we use a microscope, um, we lose, use magnifying glasses, telescopes, binoculars, um, even weapon scopes. Each, each type of scope is used to get a closer look at what we are viewing to make it look larger, right? I mean, that's the whole point of a scope is to get a closer look at something, to bring something into focus. The problem is we're using scopes of judgment, right? So in judging someone, we like to use scopes. Sometimes we use a telescope. So we, we stand far off and we take a closer look at someone's sins or how much they've messed up or what time, you know, how they've failed. Um, we, we zoom in with this telescope. We don't want to get close to it. We don't want to be a part of their lives to help it. We just take a really close look from far away and we zoom in on it just like they do galaxies or far off planets. And then what do we do? The same thing they do. We designate it and start naming those sins, naming those failures, placing that yoke upon that person. They already know they failed. They already know what they're doing wrong. The problem is they don't know how to fix that situation if they don't know Jesus. They don't know how to get themselves out of that situation. They don't know how to move forward out of it. Um, another scope that we use is a microscope when we're looking at sins. We take someone's sins and put it under the microscope to dissect each part of it. We make the sin look even bigger than it is. You know, well, they got like scopes that are like 30,000 times view. I mean, we like to get down in there in that sin, see how much they sin, see how, you know, what types of way they sin. And then what do we do next? We start passing those scopes along to other people like, hey, look at this. Look at this person, what they've done. Look, look, look inside this microscope right here. You see this image? Look at that. Look at that sin. Look at that hatred. Look at that failure. Look at that. You know, oh, look at this galaxy. Look at this galaxy of sin this person's living in. You know, we, we use these scopes to not only focus on the judgment, but then we like to share that sinful nature or that person's failure with others. We want people to join in on us, to, to maybe not like that person as much as we do, or to get people to have a negative view of that person because we have a negative view of them. Maybe they hurt us or something like that. Um, sometimes we even use a weapon scope, gun scope. We focus on someone because we intend to ruin them. Maybe they hurt us. Maybe they hurt somebody we know. So we try to justify that. You know, uh, we put the scope on them to ruin them emotionally. Uh, we ruin them professionally. Maybe we know something they did that can get them fired from their job or, or ruin them professionally, period. Maybe them lose some form of license. Um, sometimes we just focus on them to ruin them socially. Right? We post it all over Facebook. Look what this person did. Look what that person did. I mean, you can see it. I don't know if any of y'all ever go on like Facebook pages where like you're a group of a community. But I'll tell you one of the most toxic ones I've ever seen is what's happening in Chiefland. People go on there and just complain about every single business, every single thing that's happening in this, in this community. Um, and it's not every post, but I mean, there is some straight up toxicity in those community pages because people are using these outlets to complain. The same thing I say about Google reviews. Like a lot of people love Google reviews. The problem is most people only use Google reviews to complain about somebody. You know, you'll have 5,000 customers that were all great and then you get the one guy where is, you know, something messed up and that is the review you get. You get the one. You don't get the 5,000 people that you helped. You don't get that, right? Because we focus on negativity and when we have something negative happen to us, we want everybody to know about it. We want everybody to join in. We want everybody to focus on that too. So all of these are ways that we're focusing on other sins. And like I said, typically we want other people to join in with us. So the, the thing is, however, we don't do the same thing with us, do we? 
We, we really don't focus on our own sins. We don't like to take that internal reflection. We don't like to look inside to see how many times we've failed, how many times we've messed up, how many times, yeah, I mean, I mess up daily. And in the past, I messed up way more than I do now. I mean, I, I mean I've, I've met my wife in a bar. I did drugs. I stole stuff. I lost jobs because of the, the way that I was living. I mean, I, I've done a lot of wrong. And a lot of it I wouldn't even go into on stage. But, I mean, if you're, if you're only looking for negative things, you're going to find those negative things. The problem is we don't like to reflect on ourselves. We like to just kind of push that aside, right? So at the same time, we're, at the same time we're dismissing our own sins, we're dissecting others. Sometimes it's to make them look worse. Sometimes it's just to make us feel better. If we look on the others, though, with the same scope of grace that we look at ourselves, right? We wouldn't have as much judgment and hate. We wouldn't have as much negativity that you would see even worldwide. I mean, I don't, I, I think there's something like, there's what, 320 million people in America, and I want to say it was something like, I can't even remember what the number is. I think it was like 120 are professed Christians or, or maybe 220. I don't know. It was like a lot. Uh, I mean, just imagine though, you got 120 million people. That's like a third of the country that are all just posting positivity nonstop. We're going to change people's lives. We're going to help people see that there's a better way, right? So we don't, we don't hate ourselves for messing up, but we will hate somebody else for messing up or, or maybe attacking us or making us feel bad. Um, we, we really don't look in ourselves as much as we look at others. Maybe we even, we'll, we'll just pray about it. We ask for forgiveness and move on because we know that we're saved, right? We know, that, we know that we can be forgiven of sins. The problem is when we're focusing on other people's sins and they don't know Jesus Christ, they don't know that. They don't know that they can be saved. They don't know that they can be forgiven. All they can think about is everybody is focusing on what I've done wrong, and they're beating themselves up about it internally, sometimes even externally. Sometimes people are posting stuff on Facebook or social media or Snapchat or Twitter trying to get attention from somebody like, I hate my life. I hate the way I feel. I hate the things that are happening in my life. I hate this world. I don't want to be a part of it. You know, those, I see those posts as well. And they're not getting reached out to from a positive person. They're not getting reached out to from a person that knows Jesus Christ that can introduce them to another way of thinking, a better way of thinking, to let go of some of that. Instead, we're focusing on sins. But like I said, when we view ourselves, we use a scope of grace. We, we look at ourselves, and we're like, okay, yeah, I messed up. Sometimes we even try to justify it. But most of the time, we pray about it. We're forgiven. We move on. We don't really focus on the sin. We, you know, we just let it go. We give ourselves a lot of grace. Every single day, we give ourselves a lot of grace. God uses an even bigger scope of grace. So the way he views us, I mean, it says in Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, it's a huge scope of grace is how God views us. You know, we, we were all sinners. Until Jesus Christ died, God was trying to give humanity the ability to do better, to do better, to do better, and they never did. They kept turning away from God. They kept turning away from God. I mean, he burned entire cities because there was not a single person in that city that believed in God anymore. Every single person, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, every single person had turned away from God and was living a life of sin. There was not a single person, and they all burned. So 
God saw that we couldn't do it. God saw that, we, you know, like, well, I keep giving them chances, and it's just not happening. They, we're, humans are not perfect. We, we are going to fail, plain and simple. And if, if the Old Testament shows you nothing else, it shows you that as a human being without Jesus Christ, you are going to fail, plain and simple. You are going to fail every single day, but that's not a problem now. Yes, you're going to fail, but there's Jesus. Yes, you're going to fail, but there's salvation. Yes, you're going to fail, but there's grace. There's forgiveness. These are things that are available to us. And it's not just us. Grace doesn't end here. Grace doesn't end in this room. Grace doesn't end outside of this room. Grace is available to every single person. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary. My yoke is light. Not come to me those who I'm talking to in this room and everybody else is not okay. Right? He said Jew and Gentile alike. What that meant was everyone. Um, I think it's James 3. I didn't write it down, but I think it's James 3. They actually have a discussion about it. So the Pharisees are focusing on that, well, you can't be saved if you're not circumcised. And that was a Jewish law, the law of Moses. You had to be circumcised. And the, the disciples, you know, they bring up this in the church, and they're, you know, asking these questions, and they have a huge discussion about all this. And I think it was Paul says, just as it was brought, to, brought out of my mouth from God... Jew and Gentile alike will be saved. We are under that same grace. So we're all, all have access to God. We all have access to grace. We all have access to forgiveness, salvation, love, kindness, caring, God that, that we serve. And it can't end here. It can't end with us. That's, that's the whole purpose of church. That's the whole purpose of fellowshipping. That's the whole purpose of community outreach is we are trying to show a dying world a better way. We're trying to show that they can be saved, that they don't have to focus on the negativity. And right now what we're seeing from Christianity is we're, we're doing a lot of focusing on people's negative side. And they already get a lot of that from the world. So God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God, knowing that we are sinners, he sent his only son to take that burden, the yoke from us, and give us access to forgiveness. So God seeks a relationship with us. That's why Jesus was eating and fellowshipping and discipling sinners. You know, the, the Pharisees were freaking out on them. Like, why, why you know, they, they're asking the other disciples, why is your rabbi eating with, you know, sinners? Because he was sitting there eating with prostitutes. He was eating with tax collectors, which were like the most hated people of the time. Because all they did was not only take money from them for the Romans, but also stole money from them for their own pockets. But here's Jesus discipling a tax collector in Matthew. You know, here's Jesus sitting down with other tax collectors at, at his house, eating dinner. You know, something a rabbi would never be seen doing, doing before him. They, they wouldn't be seen in anything like that. You know, they, they didn't even go into certain parts of town because they didn't want to be viewed as, you know, or, or the perception that they hung out there, that they were even there at all. Um, so, that, I mean, that's the whole point is God, or Jesus was building relationships with people. See, Jesus wasn't accepting their sin, right? Jesus wasn't justifying their sin. What Jesus was doing was he was building a relationship with them before showing them that there's a better way. And that's the problem I'm seeing right now is, you know, especially with social media, is we don't know all these people. Like, 
my wife gets on to me all the time. Like, I've got so many friends on my Facebook. I don't even know these people. I have no clue. Like, half of them are her friends. And she's like, you don't even know these people. Uh, you, yeah, well, you went to school with them. I thought they was cool. You know, but, <laughs> but I mean, that's the whole point is, like, we have all these, you know, thousands of people that are seeing everything we're doing. And we, we have the opportunity to do better. We have the opportunity to, to share a message with, of love. But the problem with it is, even though it's called social media, is there's not a whole lot of social interaction. We're not building relationships. We're just posting stuff. We're just throwing things out in the wind, hoping somebody sees it, right? You know, I mean, and that's literally what it is. I mean, it's social media. Yeah, everybody goes on there, and then you're scrolling, you're scrolling. You might get a like or a, you know, a heart or a care emoji you know, on, your, on your, your post about how today sucked, you know, that type of stuff. But we're not building relationships. We're not hanging out with people. We're not, you know, especially since COVID happened, there's a whole lot of not being around others. You know, and, and that's, that's kind of still, a, 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 I guess, a fog that's over people is we got used to not being around people for the past two years. We got used to hanging out at the house, not going anywhere. We got used to not, not going to parties or, or at least using COVID as an excuse why I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, my coworkers got COVID. I was near them, so I can't come. You know, I know I made an arrangement with you, but I, I'm not going to make it. You know, we got used to not hanging out with people, not building these relationships. And the problem is, is when you start to tell somebody that they suck because of their sin and you don't have a relationship with them, they're not hearing you. They're not listening, right? I mean, when someone comes straight up in your face, you don't know them, and they just start attacking you. One, you have a reaction of, you know, probably some form of negative reaction, like you want to fight them maybe, or you start yelling back. But, I mean, you can see it over and over again on social media. Yeah, there's some, there's some arguing and debating going on, but there ain't nobody listening. There ain't nobody getting through to nobody. It's just my point of view, and you're wrong. And then the other person, oh, it's my point of view, and you're wrong. And it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Nobody's getting anywhere, right? We're not having real discussions. We're not getting anywhere. We're not making any real changes. We're just arguing. And at this point, I mean, the, the arguing has gotten so bad that it's leading out into the streets, right? People are fighting with each other. People are hating with each other just based on a political stance. I mean, here we got a pastor on stage telling an entire congregation, thousands of people, and I'm telling you, it's thousands in his church, that if you vote a certain way, you get out of his church. Grace is not sufficient for you. That, that is so against everything we stand for. It's so against everything the Bible shows. You know, yeah, and, and at first, I mean, I, and I know a lot of people that saw it and agreed with it, right? And that's that, if you, if you have that viewpoint, the same viewpoint he does politically, you would have a tendency to say, yeah. But at the same time, here you are telling probably 50% of his congregation that, the grace isn't sufficient. Jesus Christ didn't die for you because you vote, you vote against the way I think. That's crap. It just is. And the problem is we keep putting this message out there of grace isn't sufficient for some, that your sin is greater than mine, that, you know, I, I seen the whole, uh, there was a post one day of, you know, we view sins as skyscrapers, right? You got different levels of buildings, but God's looking down from heaven. He sees it nothing but like little blocks that are all the same size, right? Sin is sin. We all sin. We got to show some grace. So I know this, this message in itself, you know, someone would listen to it and say, well, this is a pretty negative message. Yeah, I mean, in general it is, which is why I really didn't want to put it out there. I really didn't want to preach on it. But it, it's not negative because it's pointing out the ways that we still mess up as Christians. Like I said, we all mess up. 
Even as a Christian, I, you can, there's Christians that have been in Christians for 30, 40, 50 years, been to church every single time the doors are open, they still mess up, guys. Everybody does. And those who don't know Jesus Christ, they mess up even more because they don't have that, that morality. They don't have what God gives you as far as a, a conscience and that conviction of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we do something wrong, you might feel bad about it because you have that conviction in your spirit. You've read the word of God and you know that this is something you shouldn't do, right? But those who don't know Jesus, they don't have that. That's, that's why there are, there's so little morals in the world is because outside of God, there is no morality, and that's just the way it works. So this, is, this message is not to beat up on anybody. It's not to just focus on some form of negative aspect. It, it's to put us, in, in, put us in a position to make us aware of a situational, socially damaging perspective of Christianity. And that, and that is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it on social media. I mean, specifically TikTok. I see a lot of people there in YouTube because I, I spend time there watching videos, and Twitch for that matter. But <laughs> they, uh, there's a lot of videos and people that have a negative perception of Christianity, and it's because of the way that they've been attacked by Christians. It's not because they've been showed love. It's not because they've been showed grace. It's not because someone helped them. You know, these, those are aspects of Christianity that we're supposed to be doing, right? We're supposed to be doing community outreach and helping people and loving people and sharing grace with them. They're not hating Christians because they're doing good things. They're, they're hating on Christianity because they've been attacked by a Christian. Or they're hating on Christianity because they've been hurt by a church, right? Church hurt. Um, and the problem is when you have a worldview, it's very easy, like I said in the beginning, to just focus on that hurt, focus on that negativity. So it's to make us aware of a situational, socially damaging perspective, and we have the ability to change it, if nothing more than our own circles and friends. It's to get us to stop thinking in terms of negativity and start viewing people through a scope of grace. To view others with the scope of grace that we view ourselves and even strive to view others with the scope of grace that God uses. See, when we build relationships with someone, they'll actually hear us out when we share God instead of dismissing what they say immediately. When someone sees us using the scope of grace, It'll not only make them feel better, but it also makes them wonder where that came from, right? Because if they already have a perception that Christianity is this form of negativity, right? Or they've been attacked by a Christian. And all of a sudden, like, they know you're a Christian and you're doing nothing but helping. You're doing nothing but loving. They're going to want to understand why is he different? Why is she different? You know, this is what I thought Christianity was, but here's this person doing this stuff. And I know that they're a Christian. So why is that different? And that's what brings people to God. That's how God can use us is, you know, your, your biggest preaching in the world is your own testimony. And to show people, to live it, to, to love so much that someone wants to understand where that kind of love comes from is the easiest way to get people into a discussion about Jesus Christ. It really is. When, you, when you're hating on somebody or you're telling somebody that their sin is, is great and that they shouldn't be doing this and you don't have a relationship with them, they're not hearing you out. But when you build that relationship and they see that you're a loving, kind, caring person, that you actually care for them, that you actually want to hear them out, they'll want to understand where that comes from. And that's where the real discussions lead to Jesus Christ. And that's where real change happens. So when we build these relationships, they'll actually hear us out. Um, this scope of grace is so much different from scopes of judgment that they've seen in the past. So when we use this scope of grace and build the relationships of those around us, not just in our church,
but outside of the walls, outside, out in our community. We'll see real changes in the lives of those around us. And God will do amazing things through you, through our community. He'll change, he'll literally change the entire atmosphere of this city, of, of this county. If all we were to do was focus on positivity and, and try to nix out some of the negative atmosphere that is being built up. Like I said, right now the world is, is showing plenty of negativity. It is hating daily, daily. Every news station's got negativity. Every social media outlet has negativity. They've got entire channels dedicated to it. You know, uh, there, there's entire channels just for showing people fighting you know, in the streets. There's entire channels of people you know, just, just hating on each other. And we can, we can build something better. We can be a part of something better. And we already are a part of something better, but we can actually show the world that through this same outlets. So that is what I have today. Um, I know it's a little early, but that's what happens when Pastor B's out. We don't have to go till lunch. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer on our way out, and I want every one of y'all to know that I love you. I truly do. If I can help you in any way, shape, or form, I, I will definitely try. Um, and if I can't, I will definitely try to get you in contact with someone who can. That's just who we are. Um, I want to be what I preach. You know? And, and I, I preach it to myself because you can ask my wife. I've been on social media, and I, I used to just I used to fall into that same bucket. I used to hate on people. I used to argue with people, especially about politics. Which I have my own worldviews. I have my own political views. And every single one of us does. And we feel very strongly about the way we think, right? But we can't feel so strongly about those views that other people are walking away from God because of them, because of the way we portray them. So Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for bringing me this message. I thank you for this day. I thank you for allowing us to gather in your house to worship you, Father. I thank you for the worship. I thank you for literally everything that you placed in my life. I thank you for Jesus Christ dying on the cross to forgive us of our sins. I thank you for the grace that you have showed us. I thank you for the scope of grace that you allow us to view others through, Father. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us go out and that we, we show people grace, we show people mercy, we show people love and forgiveness as you have showed us. Lord, that we don't allow that grace and forgiveness to stop here, to stop with us that we allow others to know that it is available to every single person in this world. Lord, I pray that you'll use each one of us, however you choose, in our workplace, in the grocery store, or walking down the road, or in church. However it be, Father, I pray that you will put it in our hearts to use us the way you choose. Lord, I thank you for everything. I pray a blessing over each and every one of these people in this house. I pray your hedge of protection over each one of us as we go through this week, that no harm will come against us that no weapons formed against us shall prosper, and that your word will continue to change our lives. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.